Hello and welcome to episode three, I guess we're calling this. It's a mini episode of the 259 from Seven Sisters podcast. Um, for those of you that haven't listened to the previous two episodes, where have you been? Um, but no, most importantly, this podcast is kind of me going on a journey with fellow Spurs fans just to try and fall in love with the club all over again. Um, part of that is getting people to come on and talk about their special moments with Spurs, the, the reasons that they love Tottenham and, and the memories that they hold most dear. Um, and in our first mini, I suppose we call it memory lane, really, won't we? First episode taking a trip down memory lane. It's going to be me. Um, and we're going to be talking about the 21st of March, 1999. Um, Tottenham Hotspur against Leicester City at Wembley in what was then the Worthington Cup final. Um, yeah, that for me is my, the, the thing that stands out most for me, I think. Um, I was 10, nearly 11. Um, I'd never had the pleasure of seeing Spurs at Wembley before. I was probably about three when we played in the 91 Cup final, so definitely not old enough. Um, and at that point, I didn't, I think I'd only ever been to one Premier League game before that. And it was, really? Gar- yeah, so it was Gary Mabbott's last game at the lane. And I think it was also Jurgen Klinsmann's last game as well. Um, the end of the 95 season? No, it would have been 98. So it was the oh, season when before. Klinsmann came back. Yeah, Klinsmann when back. Klinsmann came back and we stayed up. Um, and yeah. so I went to, I remember going to that game and I was sat right next to the away dugout, I think it was in the, what was the West Stand at the time in the front row. And um, my dad was actually a steward at Spurs at the time. So because he was oh, a wow. steward at Spurs, I didn't get to go to games. The only games I'd been to before that really was reserve team games. We used to go to reserve team games at the lane quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, so I'd been to pre-season friendlies and, and whatever else. But that was my first Premier League game. And then the following season, obviously, George Graham took over. We got hmm. to the Worthington Cup final. Um, now it would be known as the Carabao Cup final, previously the Carling yeah. Cup final and whatever else. But the League Cup final in 1999. Um and the reason that this is my kind of standout memory is because everything that kind of happened around it. So the 22nd of March is my sister's birthday, my younger sister. Um, so on the 21st of March, she was due to have a party, like family, friends, community <laughs> centre was booked out. And then obviously Spurs qualified for a <laughs> Cup final. So being from a very split, kind of my extended family is very split, Spurs-Arsenal. Um, my dad's massive Spurs obviously you know there was plans to try and work out how to get a TV up and running in the community centre and whatever else Um, and at the time mum and dad had a friend who was a chauffeur for ITV Um, so he drove cars for like the big wigs at ITV and uh, he did not have a single clue about football so one evening he was chatting to my dad and uh, he said oh the guy that I'm driving at the moment executive whatever, whatever he's got two cup finals for the Spurs that two tickets for the Spurs Cup final. He can't go. So he's asked me if I know anyone that would want them. So obviously, <laughs> my dad's ears have pricked up and he's like, well, yeah, I might be interested. How much does he want for them? So not only have we got my dad's mate, the driver, not having a clue about football. Fortunately for us at the time, the executive that he was driving also had no clue about football. So he has put a price on two tickets to the Worthington Cup final at Wembley of 20 quid. And it would, be a, <laughs> it would be a donation to charity. So he has literally just said to my dad, you can have them for 20 quid and he'll just give the money to charity. He's not interested in going. He can't go. He just wants to get rid of the tickets. So my dad's got these two tickets. 
and he's told me that we've got tickets to the cup final. We've then got the issue of my sister's birthday party. <laughs> so obviously I'm sold. I'm going to Wembley. Like, you know, this is, this is, I'm still at that point in life where, you know, my heroes are still mythical creatures because I'm not able to physically put my hands on them too often. Yeah, you know, I don't get to go very often. Yeah. My mum's kind of turned around and gone, no, you know, we've, we've planned this party. We've got everyone going. And my nan, bless her, she's no longer with us. My nan was an Arsenal fan, staunch Arsenal fan. Turned around to my mum and has gone, Donna, it's not very often that Spurs make it to a cup final. I think you should let them go. <laughs> so with my nan say so. All right, she was. All right, she was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with my nan say so, me and my dad were given permission to skip the party. The party went ahead in, in our absence and we oh. got to go to Wembley. So obviously you get all the build up looking forward to going to Wembley at the weekend, telling all your schoolmates, whatever else. We get to Wembley and um, we have no idea where we're supposed to be sat. Like, it's just these two tickets we've been given. Um, <laughs> so we get to Wembley and we're di directed to the entrance between the Twin Towers. Um, so we go up, we make our way out. We're walking through like general public, through the bars, whatever else. Eventually find where we're supposed to be. We sit down. Look to our right, the Royal Box is literally like a couple of rows away from us. Yeah. We're sat right on the halfway line for 20 quid, right? Oh so I'm literally, as I said, like the only time I'd been to Wembley previously to that was I'd played on the pitch in like a community game thing no that had happened. Way. So I'm now watching Spurs at the cup final. I can see the trophy, you know, where the, the Royal Box and all that is just to my, to my right. <laughs> We're kind of sat there and um. My dad's like, oh, this is all right, isn't it? 20 quid, love. <laughs> so we're sat there. And then as the, you know, we got there quite early, crowd starts to fill up. And um, this man comes along and says, oh, excuse me, I just need to get through to get to my seat. We stand up. And it's one of those double takes. Trevor McDonald. Trevor McDonald no just breezed past, <laughs> plonked himself two seats away with I think it was his yeah. son and I didn't know at the time and it's only really recently that it's, it's dawned on me that he's a massive Spurs fan um is he yeah yeah so exactly so even though I sat next to him at this cup final it still didn't dawn on me that the fact he was celebrating Spurs winning the cup I just thought he was being polite yeah. but he's a massive yeah, Spurs fan um, so yeah so I'm sat there Trevor McDonald's two seats away and then the guy that sat next to me I want to say his name was Jeff Green, but I might be wrong. He was a comedian that was on TV a lot at that time in the sort of late 90s. He yeah, was sat in the seat directly next to me. Green, yeah. So okay. when we scored the winner, he lifted me up on my seat and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> um, sat just behind us was Garth Crooks. And like, we're literally Love like it. scanning all these people. And my dad just keeps going, 20 quid. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> it was just, it was insane. And then obviously yeah. the, the game itself was... You know, I mean, we won one nil and last minute winner, but the game itself yeah. was full of events. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, as I said, you know, before the first whistle's even blown, my first oh. experience of a cup final has got all of that attached to it. And um, nice yeah, it's just insane. And as, a, in, you know, as my dad said at the time, 20 quid, <laughs> I can't go wrong. Yeah. I mean, you would probably, if, you, if I was your dad, I'd be like constantly saying, look, it's not always going to be like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not always been such a touch. Get next to Trevor McDonald and see uh, Spurs lift a trophy. I mean, that doesn't happen every day. No, no. And yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was stood, no, I was sat, but stood, I guess, behind the goal mm. where we scored the winner, actually. Um, 
So I did not have a similar experience for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was 14 um, with my dad and my dad's mates. And the main memory for me is uh, one of my dad's mates just before Nielsen scored the winner going, I'm going to lose. This is going to mm. And so he missed the goal. And that was it. And like, that's why that's my first thought. And obviously, I mean, how much do you remember of like the Edinburgh sending off? And I remember it all. I really do. Like, I was, I, yeah. I mean, that from that moment on, Robbie Savage was. Yeah. I mean, and I, actually, before we started recording this, I watched. There's a there's a clip that someone's put together, like a highlights reel on YouTube with some really <laughs> dodgy musical choices. But the fact there's there's bits in that that I had forgotten. The fact that you know Robbie Savage then had a set to with Stefan Freund and Ramon Vega and everyone else. Savage should have been off for a start. Yeah. Um, but no, I remember a lot of it. I remember the red card. I remember, um, was it Ian Walker in goal at the time? I remember yeah. he got rounded and, and we had to clear the ball off the line or from sort of within the six-yard oh, box. Wow. And then obviously the winner. Um, I mean, yeah, the winner was was insane. And, you know, even being in what yeah. you would assume would be quite a sanitised part of Wembley now. <laughs> Back then, you know, it was still, people were still happy to jump around and go nuts. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, I remember a lot of it very clearly. It was obviously, for me, just drinking it all in. Um, I had such a good viewpoint as well, being almost on the halfway line. It was uh, it was insane. Yeah. But, you know, looking back at the team that we had out as well, um, yeah. I've got it on the on the screen now. And Ooh, should I try and guess them? Yeah, go on then. No, Let's go I'll, for it. One to eleven. I'll embarrass myself, but I shouldn't have. Obviously, so you said Walker, Edinburgh. I know that. I won't say his name, but mm -hmm. our captain at the time lifted the trophy. So he was at centre back, I'm assuming, with Mabbott. No, 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 because you said Mabbott had gone before then. So who? Uh, 99, Vega? Mm. Vega. And then right back, not Dean Austin, no, he'd gone by then. No, uh, no I'm not going to think of the right back. Who's the right back? Stephen Carr. Oh, I was Carr. Yeah. Okay, and then obviously you've got Freund in midfield, you've got Ginola. Um, Nielsen in Nielsen start. Yeah. And then what? Everson up front? Everson, yeah, up front. Third, not third, was it Ferdinand with him? Yeah, there's Ferdinand played um, And then side. Anderson. And Darren Anderson wide right, yeah. And interesting. Love it. That's a that's a classic 4-4-2. Really is, isn't it? And I mean I'm looking at yeah. it now. Leicester played 352. Um, which for the really? time, yeah, they had, they played with wing backs. Mark um, O'Neill ahead of ahead of his time. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, and I didn't this didn't dawn on me at the time, I don't think. We only made one substitution in that game. But bear in it's mind, weird. we were down Sounds, to 10 men for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd think that it's like subs in it. I mean, if you look at now in the Euros, they're making six subs. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd think you'd yeah. need more subs. But subs, it feels like a relatively modern thing where you'd make multiple subs yeah, yeah. like we can now. Yeah, no, we're looking at it now. We took Janola off mm -hmm. in the 90th minute and brought on Andy Sinton. So whether that was before or after the goal, I don't know. <sighs> It's obviously one of those, there's no way I can remember 22 years ago. No. I feel like, I feel like I remember the Spurs fans being a bit agitated when Ginola went off, but mm. that could have been any but, time. Yeah, I mean, nil-nil, last minute winner. And looking at our bench, you've got Jose Dominguez, Chris Armstrong, Andy Sinton, and Luke Young was the other outfield sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a bit annoyed I didn't say Stephen Carr because he was my absolute favourite player yeah. at that time. So yeah, I think I just like not placed him in the 1990s. Yeah, but uh, Jose Dominguez, nice little callback. Uh, mm. He played with Nuno at the yeah. 
Olympics. Olympics. You did. I saw your tweet about that. That was a yeah. that was a blast from the past. Yeah. Um, um, but- I, I, you mentioned Savage. Mm. What I love about that is we were on the Savage hate train early on. Mm. Like Spurs fans have hated Robbie Savage for twenty two years. Yeah. When he come lately with his punditry career, we knew about Robbie Savage before everyone else. Like yeah. you, you know. That wasn't the start of his career, but it was certainly early on. Like, you know, yeah. I know he came through at United, but Leicester was where he made his name. And that was just when he was starting to get that reputation as like a faux, yeah. hard boy, hard man who clearly wasn't. Um, and yeah, we, so, so you know, we've booed Robbie Savage for, for 22 years and I'm proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he, yeah. There's a few clips on YouTube from that game that I had forgotten where him and Stefan Froin had a bit of a... A set to and it was a bit of a pylon which I don't remember um they normally tend to stand out but I don't remember the pylon um and yeah Vega and a few of the others jumped in and got involved um but the one thing that always stands out to me is Stefan Everson breaking down the right hand side set the goal up yeah I don't yeah, recall really. Stefan Everson being a pace player no he leaves his man I know it's dead you know the last minute but he leaves his man for dead gets the cross in the box which obviously Casey Keller palms out and yeah. Alan Nilsson has made a run from the halfway line and he's the <laughs> only player in the box um yeah I mean he got man of the match for that goal as well didn't he I remember that yeah because I remember that photo of him holding the yeah the, the big trophy, trophy yeah whatever used to used to get like a man of the match trophy yeah but it just it was such an unlikely source yeah. of a winning cup final goal that I think that's why it always kind of stands out as well yeah um, yeah I mean I, I don't know how much we want to go into like the, the cup final run that year but like, I went to the Wimbledon home and away the semi-final obviously home and away two legs yeah and like that Wimbledon when we secured the place in the final that Wimbledon game really stands out um as like an early memory for me as well I mean mm. it, it's weird how the league I mean of course the league cup means a lot less now than it did 22 years ago but at that point, the League Cup, it did mean something. Like, mm. of course, it wasn't the FA Cup, but, you know, it, it was a big deal still. Yeah. And it was still like, you know, we won that trophy. And weirdly, like, United won the treble that year. So we were the only other English yeah. to won a trophy that year. And I remember, you know, that was all we got to cling to, you know. Our, and we beat them along the way as well. Yeah. United yeah, along exactly. the way, we beat United. We? Yeah, we beat uh, Leeds, maybe. Liverpool. Oh, yeah, Liverpool, I've got yeah. it here. I've got it here. Yeah. Round two, two leg, two leg second round against Brentford. Yeah, well, that, that's relatively recent. They got rid of that. They started yeah. gradually getting rid of anything that was too legs. Yeah, so we beat Brentford 6 4 Brent- on aggregate. Yeah, yeah. Then we beat Northampton Town 3 1 at Northampton. Yeah. Then we beat Liverpool 3 1 at Anfield. Then that's, we beat yeah, Man United 3 1 at home. And then 1 0 semi final aggregate win over Wimbledon. And like you say, I remember yeah. that as well. I think. Um, it, Am I right in saying it was Stefan Everson that scored Everson, that goal? Yeah, yeah. Everson scored the winner. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, look it, the League Cup now doesn't mean what it did then. I'm not going to make out like it was like the Champions League in those days, but it meant a bit more. Mm. And, you know, we were so bad in those days. Arsenal was so good. You know, Arsenal won the double the year before. Mm. And so, like, as a, like I say, I was 14 years old at the time. And, you know, having just anything to say, look, we Absolutely. won a trophy... Yeah, and you know that, that those are the things you sort of cling to when when you're so far behind your rivals. Mm. Yeah, and absolutely. Flipped where whereby we're a lot better than them, but they somehow managed to nick a trophy every so often. Yeah, no, it's true, and I think yeah, same for me. You know, and I think that's why when we were kind of discussing what we could talk about in terms of our memories, I think that was the one it jumped out for me straight away. Obviously, because of kind of the stories, bef- you know, in the build up, but 
also the fact that you know for me i grew up in islington um so you know yeah, growing up in islington wow. in the in the mid 90s it's it was yeah. literally a straight split arsenal and united um you know I, I, <laughs> I, I i used to train at arsenal on a saturday morning you know i was the only kid turning up in a spurs kit no um, so for me you know to really own that and the fact that as you said you know united had a clean sweep of everything yeah. else um you know and then we took the other the only other trophy and at the time, it was a it was an important trophy. It, it got us yeah. into Europe. Not that yeah, we did exactly. anything with that qualification because yeah. we were a disaster the following year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it was it was massive. And as yeah. you said, you know, as a kid, you know, a day out at Wembley is not something that you oh, get very often. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, it just it, that was obvious for me to kind of you know talk about that because um, yeah. there's there's not many other memories like that from that era. Um, you know, I always make a joke of growing up supporting Spurs in the 90s being just absolutely awful, but yeah. they, they stand out because everything else was so drab. Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, you know, and then we went back to the League Cup final a few years later under Hoddle and mm. lost to Blackburn, you know, like so many full stories. Uh, yeah, you do have to cling to the ones where it actually goes our way. And, and for it to be your what your second ever Spurs game is yeah. absolutely, absolutely amazing, and 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 the, and the surrounds in which you enjoyed it. I mean, that's not going to get beaten, is it? No, exactly. And yeah, as you said, you know, two games in, and like you said at the beginning, you know, my dad probably should have warned me, um, because yeah, for then ten years after that, it was pretty awful. But um, yeah, yeah, it was a special memory, um, and hopefully. You know, as I said, it's only a short episode, but hopefully it will kind of inspire other people once they've listened to it to, to come on and, and share theirs. And I'm sure you've got your own that we can share in the coming weeks. Yeah, um, I'll have to I'll have to whittle it down, narrow it down to which one. But yeah, I, I just want to hear other people. Like, I loved hearing that story. Yeah. I love hearing about like you know the match we all experienced, but like the way in which you experience mm. it. I, lo- I love that. You know, I mean, I'm not sure anyone's going to top seeing uh, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor McDonald two seats away, but uh, you know. It's, I think it's the, the circumstances in which we all enjoy these games. And actually, I remember hearing, um, I remember I can't remember who it is, but a famous footballer, might have been Jeff Hurst, someone like that. And they said, every time someone comes up to them, they just want to tell them how they enjoyed the mm. game, like what where they were. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it special, is like we all saw the same game, but in our own in different places. places. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's true. And you could probably, you know, like we've both spoken about the same game and we've seen it completely yeah. differently. And like you said, your memory is your dad's mate popping off to the loo and missing the goal. And yeah. there's probably hundreds that will say the same thing that were there or yeah. they were at home and they popped out to make a cup of tea ready for extra time or whatever it may be. But as you said, we've all seen it from from different perspectives and that's what makes those individual memories so special and that's those stories that we want to hear because they do make things so special and I suppose they they kind of make you realize just how powerful a presence and and an entity a football club can be in someone's life Um, and yeah and being cheesy but you know the reason that this podcast has been created is yes I'm disappointed yes I'm falling out of love but I still care and that's the reason I still care is because of how powerful that football club can be um, so yeah, so it's only a short episode just reflecting on that memory. But if you are listening and you've got any special standout memories or you've achieved something that you know Spurs are related to or whatever, get in touch with us on social media. Um, Twitter is probably the best place, which is at two five nine podcast, and we would love to have you on to tell your story. So please do get in touch, and we will see you in about a month's time with the next episode. So thank you for listening. Nice one.